All material used in this teaching is for spiritual training and educational purposes only. Some teachings may contain copyrighted material not specifically authorized by the copyright holder. No copyright infringement is intended. We suggest the purchase of copyrighted material for your spiritual edification. However, we do not promote sales of these teachings. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to our weekly program, For the Time Has Come. We are honored to bring to you line-upon-line teachings through Welcome Holy Spirit International Ministry. We offer spiritual and marriage counseling, spiritual guidance, spiritual education, as well as fervent prayer. We appreciate all those who give to help us continue bringing the gospel around the world. We also like to thank BBS Radio for airing this program weekly. For the time has come, is now. Don't miss out. Tune in Thursdays, 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your local time zones in your area and come journey with us. And now, get ready for an uncompromising fresh word as the Bride of Christ be made ready during these end times. Here's your host, Apostle Sheldon and Prophet Jerome. We ask that you join us in prayer. Holy Father, we thank you for another opportunity to bring forth your Holy Word. You have called us into all the world to be a witness for you. Holy Savior, you have paid the price for our sins, that we, your people, don't have to keep sinning. You are our Holy Savior, who has already shed your holy blood upon this earth, and it keeps cleansing us day after day. We thank you, Father, for there is nothing we can do without you. We love you, Holy Savior, and we vow to keep your commandments. We thank you, Yeshua, for sending us the Holy Spirit of truth, who's all-knowing and all-seeing. He is your spirit, who the world cannot receive, because they cannot see him, nor do they know him. For you are our Holy Spirit, who dwells inside of us, Thank you for not leaving us or forsaking us. Holy Father, you have told us, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from you. For many false prophets have gone out into the world today. Holy Father, help us to keep our lamps lit that when our Holy Savior, Yeshua, returns, He will recognize us. Holy Father, help us to keep Your Torah, Your laws, and Your instructions. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. And at the name of Yeshua, Every knee should bow of those in heaven 
and of those on the earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Yeshua, our Holy Savior, is Elohim, to the glory of Elohim, the Father. Thank you for joining us in prayer. So let's dive right in and go line upon line to gain a better understanding of this parable. Be sure to open your Bibles if, if you are at a place to reference this with us. Yes. If not, just listen. And when you can, research it for yourself. Always research for yourself. Amen. 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 Let's get started with today's teaching on the parable of the foolish and wise virgins, taken from Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. In summary, let's look at the parable of the foolish and wise. Let us remember that the parable of the foolish and wise is talking about the condition of God's kingdom that is likened to the five foolish and the five wise virgins, taken from Matthew 25, 1 through 13. And these are a few of those who claim to make up God's kingdom from different religions, beliefs, and appearances. Remember, He is a holy God. His ways and thoughts are higher than ours. 
He is the God of Israel, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let us seek after only one Holy Father God and our Holy Savior, Yeshua. He and the Father are one. We also must understand that the bridegroom spoken of in this parable is Yeshua and that Yeshua is his Hebrew name, which means salvation. From Genesis to Revelation, the entire Bible is centered on one person, Yeshua. In Hebrews 10 and 7, it reads, Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Remember the foolish returned and found that the door was shut? So how is it that the foolish virgins who were saved were not recognized by Yeshua? Let us keep in mind that all ten virgins had lamps, and they all went out to meet the bridegroom Yeshua. Why were the foolish left behind? We find this in Proverbs 6.23, which reads, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Clearly, the foolish didn't keep their lamps, the commandment, lit, because they didn't believe they needed to keep God's law. It is God's law that lights the commandments. We find in most of our traditional churches, it is taught that the foolish did not have the anointing of the Holy Spirit in their lives. This type teaching is only partially true. The Holy Spirit is upon the earth to guide us into all truth, whereby we can gain an understanding. When we understand that the entire Bible is a Hebrew book, is when we can better understand its content and how the Bible was originally intended. You see, in Proverbs, we find that the commandment is a lamp and that all the virgins carried lamps. In Hebrew, the commandment is called mikvah, and the lamp is what all the virgins carried. By the parable that Yeshua has given to us in Matthew 25, 1-13, from a Hebraic point of view, the commandment being our lamp is always to remain lit by God's law. And that is what the foolish failed to do. All believers in Christ must keep their lamps lit when the foolish were told to go by wisdom, they were told to go by truth, which they tried to do at the last minute. The wise are those who knew to keep God's commandments lit in their hearts. The wise virgins knew to obey God's Torah, His laws, and His instructions. 
the wise made themselves ready for the return of Christ. A reference to Revelation 19 and 7. The foolish were unprepared for the second coming of Yeshua. The number five that's referenced in this parable represents the five books of Moses, which encompasses God's instructions for teaching his people his laws, his Torah. The tablets of the covenant were placed inside of the ark. The wise had wisdom and understanding in following the Torah. The wise understood the laws of God. They kept his instructions. They acknowledged his feast days and remembered to keep what Yeshua said not to forget, which is his Sabbath. The wise honored all his commandments. Remember the cry that was made at midnight? Midnight is a term for the tribulation, which are the end of days. Midnight speaks of the tribulation period or the time when the exiles of Israel are gathered in the dark and cloudy day, as recorded in Ezekiel 34 and 12. Let us as Christian believers, followers of Yeshua, keep our lamps lit so that when He, Yeshua, returns, He can recognize us. We find in Romans 7, 12. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and righteous, and good. God's laws are pure, eternal, and just. They can never be changed. In reference to God's law, one of the primary misunderstandings today is that some believers continue to read the Bible as if it were an English book. The practices and mannerisms that we are reading about in Scripture cannot be understood from a traditional mindset. As we look over into the Middle Eastern part of that world, you'll find that the Pharisees in the day of Yeshua accused him of blasphemy in relation to healing the man with palsy, because they were a very religious people. Yeshua was accused of eating with tax collectors and sinners and for picking some heads of grain from the field on the Sabbath, which the Pharisees thought to be unlawful. Of course, Yeshua had done nothing wrong, but little did they know that Yeshua was Lord of the Sabbath, then and now. We find in Matthew 5.20, Yeshua speaking, For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. The holy word of the Lord is a warning to us all. The Pharisees were prideful men who thought of themselves superior to the sanctity of life. They claimed to be devoted to the Lord and His law. 
These Pharisees were a prominent sect of religious people during the time when Yeshua Jesus was on the earth. And Yeshua referred to them as hypocrites, as it is written in Matthew 23:13, which reads, But woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. They claimed to be devoted to the Lord and his law. The Pharisees and the scribes were teaching the law, but they were not following the law themselves. In Revelation 1 and 7, it is written, Behold, he, we're talking about Yeshua, is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. As believers in Christ, we must not appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Let us read Matthew 23, verses 27 through 28. For you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Let us stay reminded of 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we confess our sins and are forgiven, we are under grace. Believers must respond to God's grace by obeying His law and not returning to sin. If we return to sin, we will be under the law, which is breaking God's law. The law of God identifies our sin. God's holy law shows us our need for a Savior, Yeshua. The foolish were not recognized because they did not keep the law of God. It is important to keep our lamps lit by God's law. When Yeshua returns, He can recognize us. Let us stay reminded of Proverbs 6.23, which declares, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Which laws were done away with? These are the ceremonial laws. So we are not to confuse the moral laws of God with the ceremonial laws. The moral law was spoken by Yahweh God himself, found in Exodus 20 verse 1, and written in stone by Yahweh God himself in Exodus 31:18 through Exodus 32:16. 
The moral law was handed by the Most High to Moshe, Moses, found in Exodus 31 verse 18 and deposited in the ark by Moses, Deuteronomy 10 verse 5. And we find that the moral law reveals sin, and that's in Romans 7 verse 7. And the moral law tells us that the breaking of the law is sin, 1 John 3 verse 4. And all believers will be judged by God's law, James 2 verse 12. What was nailed to the cross does not mean destroyed, terminated, or annulled. It means that what was nailed could no longer enslave us. We must understand that both the Torah and grace have been from the beginning our instructions. The differences between the Ten Commandments and the ordinances of the ceremonial law are that the commandments were written by God's finger written in stone and placed inside the Ark of the Covenant, and it is God's law of love which is eternal. The ordinances were blotted out that were written in Moses' handwriting. We find in Colossians 2.14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. These ordinances were placed on the outside of the Ark of the Covenant and was not a law of love and was temporary. Yahweh didn't do away with the Torah. He did away with the stony heart and replaced it with a heart of flesh. We find in Ezekiel 36:26, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. We find Yeshua speaking in Matthew 5, verse 17 through 18. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. In Ezekiel 36:27 it reads, And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. The Holy Spirit is given to us to have a desire to keep God's law. Hebrews 7 and 16 declares, Yeshua who has come, not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, but according to the power of an endless life. God's law is spiritual. Apostle Paul wrote in Romans seven fourteen, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I, Paul, am carnal, 
sold under sin. There's a clear distinction between these laws. The ceremonial laws, animal sacrifices, those laws were nailed to the cross, not the holy law of God. The law of God is not burdensome. We find that in 1 John 5 and 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. The law of God will last forever. Luke 16 verse 17 declares, And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Sin is the breaking of the law, and it is lawlessness. If you run a red light, you'll be judged and receive a ticket for breaking the law. If the officer is lenient, you'll get a warning. If we break the laws of the land, we will be sanctioned. And we must understand by breaking God's laws, there is also a penalty. God is merciful to forgive us, but why would we want to break His laws? There is also a penalty for lawlessness. Not being under the law does not give us a license to break God's law. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and lawlessness is sin. Does not being under God's laws mean we should steal, lie, Kill, rob, take each other's wives. Which of the Ten Commandments should believers break? Since some believers think we are not to keep God's laws. The Fourth Commandment. The Fifth Commandment. The third commandment? Truth is, absolutely none of them. According to God's commandments, we find many traditional believers in Christ are breaking God's fourth commandment because they are not taught to keep the fourth commandment of God. Let us remember Yeshua is Lord of the Sabbath. For the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. And this is found in Matthew 12, verse 8. Yeshua is our heavenly judge. In Isaiah 33, 22, it is written, For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. We find this in Matthew 19, 17. The commandment was not lit by God's law, by the foolish. In John 15, 10, it is written, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. What does the Bible say about those who teach 
that we no longer need to keep God's law. False teaching will be held accountable. We find this warning in Malachi 2, 7-9. For the lips of a priest should keep knowledge, and people should seek the law from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But you have departed from the way you have caused many to stumble at the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, said the Lord of hosts. Therefore, I also have made you contemptible and base before all the people, because you have not kept my ways, but have shown partiality in the law. Now let us read Malachi 2, 7-9 together for a better understanding. For the lips of a priest should keep knowledge, and people should seek the law from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But you have departed from the way, you have caused many to stumble at the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, said the Lord of hosts. Therefore, I also have made you contemptible and base before all the people, because you have not kept my ways, but have shown partiality in the law. We find the Holy Word of God condemns those who teach that we can break even one of God's commandments. In James 2.11, we find that it refers to the sixth and seventh commandment of the Ten Commandments, and it reads, For he who said, Do not commit adultery, also said, Do not murder. Now if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. In 1 John 2, 1 through 2, it is written, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Yeshua, Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. In Matthew 5.19 we find Yeshua speaking, Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Let us reflect back on the words of Apostle Paul in not being under the law, but under grace. We find Apostle Paul speaking. In Romans 6.15, 
What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. In other words, those who are under the law are guilty of breaking it and under condemnation of it. As a saved believer in Christ, we are no longer under the law because if we as believers are under the law, then it would mean we are breaking God's law. If we keep God's laws, then we are no longer guilty or condemned by it. Not under the law is under the power of His grace. We find later in Paul's argument, Paul is pointing out that the power of grace is greater than the power of sin. Romans 6, 14 declares, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Understand that Apostle Paul is not saying that we are free from the obligation of obeying the law. It's important to know that God's grace overrules the authority of sin giving us the power to obey the Father's law. In Romans 3.31, Paul is simply saying, Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. As sinners, you and I were prisoners. We were under the law, under the guilt, under the condemnation, under the sentence of death. The law of God must be established in the life of every believer. We no longer have to sin. God's law requires a set of do's and don'ts. In other words, we are to walk in His statutes, keep His commandments, and do them. Yeshua speaks and tells us what not to think. He says, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. He says, I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. This is found in Matthew 5:17. Did the foolish keep the law of God? Obviously, the foolish virgins were not taught to keep God's law. Had they been taught to obey it when Yeshua returned, their lamps, which is God's commandments, would have been lit by His law. And as a result, Yeshua would recognize them. The wise virgins were recognized by Yeshua because they kept their lamps lit by His laws. The Torah is God's instructions and the tool to teach His people how to live our lives after we are saved. The lamp, which is the commandment of God, that the five wise virgins carried in Matthew 25, was lit by God's law, and the foolish failed to keep their lamps lit by His law. The foolish possibly may have thought that God's grace abound for them, to not have to keep his laws. 
we find Yeshua is saying to the foolish in verse 12 from Matthew 25. Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Yeshua cannot recognize us when we do not keep his law lit in our heart. We must obey his law. Matthew 25 verse 13 declares, Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. We hope you enjoyed our video teaching on the foolish and wise virgins, taken from Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Please stay tuned for this very important message. Become a monthly kingdom partner with Welcome Holy Spirit International Ministries and the Time Has Come broadcast. As a kingdom partner, you'll receive invitations to special events. Sign up by going online. As a kingdom partner, your love offerings of any amount will help others to hear, know, and understand how to prepare for our Holy Messiah, Yeshua Jesus. Join as a kingdom partner today. When you give, it helps us to continue to bring you these quality video teachings on a regular basis. We pray you enjoyed today's message. If you have any questions, comments, or even prayer requests, email us at info at the number four. The time has come, whsiministry.org. Again, that email is info at the number four. The time has come, whsiministry.org. Amen. And let us remember that we're all divinely connected through the salvation engagement of Yeshua. He has given us the engagement of salvation and let us stay divinely connected to Him. Follow His laws, follow His Torah, and let us prepare ourselves as His elect bride, being made ready for His return. Join us next time for the time has come. We love you, but God loves you more. God bless you. God bless you. Join us next time on For the Time Has Come. Tune in Thursdays, 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your local time zones in your area and come journey with us. If this program has been a blessing to you, please sow your generous love offerings to www.welcomeholyspiritintlministry.org That's www.welcomeholyspiritintlministry.org To give, use the donate buttons on the website and help us continue to bring the uncompromising gospel around the world during these end times. <laughs>